Hello and welcome, future thinkers. My name is Juan Arzu, but you can also call me J1 the Great. You are now listening to Let's Be Real, our one-man show review podcast of ideas that may possibly change our outlook of the world. Wealth, what is it? And how can I become wealthy? If you're anything like me, then you probably come from an average family. More than likely, you're not a trust fund baby, but a broke-ass baby. (laughs) I've heard many people say that life is not about money, and that money doesn't buy you happiness. But the older I've gotten, I've come to realize that money does afford you the opportunity to seek and do that which seemingly makes you happy. Those of us who are not yet independently wealthy work towards the opportunity to partake in activities that can possibly make us happy. So therefore, this seems to be a contradiction. Well, today we're not going to discuss what constitutes happiness and if money is part of that equation. Rather, today we will focus on what is wealth and how we can create it. Growing up as a child, I only had one definition of wealth. My definition of wealth was having money. Therefore, the more money I had, the more I could afford. You see, if you grew up in a neighborhood like mine, then you know that this idea is permeated through the culture of lower income neighborhoods. The reason is because those in lower income neighborhoods who have money, they flaunt it. You know, they flaunt it in the way that, that they're dressed, in the cars that they drive, in the rims that they put on those cars that they drive or even the cuban links um the gold chains around their necks to the dope dope sneakers and even the latest cell phones y'all get my drift being wealthy has always been associated with money or material possessions unpacking this idea of wealth is not a it's not a in no way shape or form is it for for us to throw out an indictment towards our parents or our loved ones because they they didn't teach us the proper definition of wealth or how to create it actually this is more of an indictment on a society that has taught us the wrong definition of wealth our parents you see our parents or our loved ones whomever was the ones who raised us did their best with what they had they did the best with the information that they were given and They did the best simply with their limited resources that they had. So, again, this is not an indictment on them or this is not to pass judgment on them. This is simply to, you know, redefine a concept of wealth. It's very simple. Okay. So even the dictionary, if you look at a dictionary, the dictionary defines wealth as an abundance of valuable possessions or money but I'm here to tell you that that definition is wrong wealth is not simply money or material possessions it's more than that having money and having material possessions is part of it but it's not what makes up wealth in its entirety I want to make a small disclaimer uh, I'm not a millionaire or a rich arist- uh, a rich aristocrat I'm your average Joe or to give you a more nuanced example, I'm your average Jose. You see, that's a play on words on, <laughs> you know, never mind. Just forget it. 
if you feel like another average person, such as myself, cannot have an opinion on wealth, then this is your opportunity to close the video or close the close the video if you're watching us on YouTube or close the podcast if you're listening on Spotify or Apple liabilities. Once once we are financially educated, we will understand how we will understand how money works. Therefore, we will be able to have money work for us. And once we have money working for us, that allows us the opportunity of buying more assets in order to establish a network or establish a framework that makes us more money. And by cutting down our liabilities, we can add to our asset column. And last but not least of this definition of wealth is wealth is being a creative content creator. We will explore this one just a little bit later. But all these points make up, in my opinion, what wealth truly is. And every single one of them is inextricably intertwined and cannot be separated. Let me repeat that just because I fumbled all over that. All these points are what make up wealth and they are inextricably intertwined and they cannot be separated. So let's begin with the first point. The first point is being financially educated of this definition of what wealth is being financially educated. This is simple and straightforward. Like we stated earlier, we have been taught the wrong definition of wealth. Even the dictionary has the definition wrong. Therefore, we must re-educate ourselves onto the correct or a different way of viewing what wealth is. You see, our humanity is a struggle between ignorance and illumination. When a person quits looking for knowledge, then ignorance sets in. We can apply this idea to every aspect of our life, and especially when it comes to being financially educated. We must always be on the lookout for new information on how to create money, on how money works in order to be financially educated the premise is straightforward therefore if we want to know how to create wealth then we must know the basics we must educate ourselves on the basics of wealth so um i laid out a couple of these things that i believe are the basics so i'll start with the first one the first one is cash flow cash flow and budgeting especially in our personal lives if you don't know what cash flow, cash flow kind of define itself. It's just the amount of cash that flows into our pockets or into our household. And budgeting is the way that we spend our money, the way that we um, utilize our money in order to pay our bills, in order to buy our necessities, and the way that um, we manage our money. That's basically what budgeting is. So we must know what cash flow is and we must know budgeting, especially in our personal lives. The other point that I want to talk about is that we have to know the difference between active income versus passive income. So just to give you an example, active income is money that you make through any service that you're providing. So to give you an example, if you are 
a person that delivers pizzas for a living. That's your job at the moment. Not that that's who you are, but that's your job at the moment. Then that is what is known as your active income because you are providing a service for a company and by delivering pizzas and that's making you money. But you act, you are actively, actively doing it versus passive income. Passive income is a way of making money that does not require you to lift a finger after you make the initial investment. So to give you a, an example, right? If you purchase property and you purchase, let's say an apartment building and you rent out that apartment building, your initial investment of buying that apartment building is how you invest into the asset. So that apartment building becomes your asset. And then from there on out, um, anytime that you have to, you go to collect rent, that's passive income because you're literally not doing anything in order to, um, you know, acquire that money. Simply you acquired the asset. Now the asset is making you money without you lifting a fin finger. So by you collecting rent, that's passive income. Or just to put it in a, in a different view, if you think if you have, if you know anything about ETFs, right, an ETF bond, you invest, let's say you invested a couple thousand dollars into an ETF bond that ETF bond through the stock market will make you money while you sleep, will make you money while you do your daily chores, in your daily life without you lifting a finger in order to, um, you know, propose that ETF forward. It will make you money or it lose your money. It all depends. So you got you have to know the difference between an active income or a passive income. The other point that we have to know is uh, we have to know our income versus our expenses. We talked about it a little bit earlier about the budgeting, right? We have to know how much money we're bringing in, you know, whether that is through active income or passive income and how much money we are wasting, how much, how much money we're expend, uh, we're, we're wasting on our expenses, right? So you think about your, your essentials, like your light, your water, your groceries, your car insurance, um, maybe your health insurance, you know, all those things that you consider essentials, things that are fixed bills, something that you cannot get rid of because um, they're part of your daily life. So we must know the difference between um, our income and our expenses. We also must know the difference between an asset and a liability. We kind of spoke about it, right? An asset is anything that's making you money, kind of like the uh, apartment buildings if we were to invest in buying some apartment buildings that would be an asset or if we were to invest money in, in an etf bond that would be an asset it'd be something that would be making us money um versus a liability so to give you an example you know a liability would be something like uh let's say let's say we bought a vehicle that was 80 grand or eighty thousand dollars and we're making our monthly payments on that vehicle but the monthly payments are so high on that vehicle that we are barely breaking even in other words we are basically paying everything but there's no money left over at the end of the month right that car is not making us any money and matter of fact it's costing us money so we could trade down from the eighty thousand dollar vehicle and buy ourselves a twenty-five to thirty thousand dollar car, where we could 
pay that easily and still have money at the end of the day. Um, so anything that costs us money is known as a liability. Um, think about something as simple as Netflix. Many of us have subscriptions. I don't know if it's Netflix or Amazon Prime or <clears throat> if it's Hulu, whatever it is. Many of us have ne we have subscriptions that we don't even use, but on a, on a monthly basis, that subscription is being charged faithfully out of our bank account. And even and we're not even using it at times. We're not even we're not using it enough to, to excuse the reason why we have it. But yet that money is being taken out of our accounts. That is known as a liability because it's not making us any money, especially if we're if we're if we rarely use it. It's only costing us money, even if it even if it's five bucks here or seven dollars there or 15 bucks there. Everything adds up at the end. So we must understand the difference between a liability and an asset. So just to kind of um, bring it back, uh, an asset is anything that makes you money. A liability is anything that costs you money. We must understand what our credit score is and how we can use our credit score to our advantage. We must understand the appropriate ways of building our credit score. So to give you a personal example, you know, as a young man, uh, I didn't really understand. I'm still a young man, but <laughs> I sound like a, a old head saying that. But uh, as a younger man, um, you know, in my early 20s, I really didn't understand how credit score worked. Um, throughout high school, I was never taught what what was a credit score. Um, my parents, unfortunately, um, you know, being being people who didn't know what a credit score was either, um, didn't teach me that. So I got my first credit card, you know, and um, I got into a pinch where I lost my job. So being being the, the careful guy that I am, I paid off my credit card before losing my job. I paid off my credit card. It wasn't much at that time. It was like three hundred dollars. I paid it completely off. And in 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 the fear of maxing out my credit card because at least when i got my credit card the banker told me that much he said don't ever max out your credit card so in the fear of maxing out my credit card i canceled it i paid it all off and i canceled it um and unbeknownst to me i thought that was a good move but in reality it was a it was a bad move because through that time that i spent unemployed um i didn't move any money i didn't move any credit so that caused my credit score to drop severely. So we have to know what a credit score, what our credit score is and how to use it to our advantage. You know, fortunately for you guys who are listening, if you haven't committed any errors as of now, then you can learn from my mistake. If not, then you should learn from your own mistakes, just like I did. So <clears throat> we must understand <clears throat> how a credit score, uh, credit score works and how to build an appropriate credit score. We also must understand the differences between simple interest versus compound interest. And I'm not going to go into the I'm not going to go into an intricate explanation of what simple interest is and compound interest just for the sake of time. We're going to kind of move along. Simple interest is, is I, I'll say this just just for you guys to get in a, 
a better understanding. Simple, simple interest um, is much better than compound interest. So anytime that you hear simple interest, um, if you get a choice over simple interest or compound interest, you know, most of the time, simple interest is, is better. So we have to know the difference, the differences between simple interest and compound interest. We also must know the difference between a fixed interest rate and a variable interest uh, interest rate. So it's kind of in the name of fixed fixed interest rate is a rate that does not change is a rate that stays the same. And a variable is a, a, a variable interest rate is a rate that changes. It's never the same. So we m also must understand how to properly use a line of credit and when to make payments and we we must know for sure the consequences that come along missing what is known as credit payments or, or or credit credit card payments and how that affects our credit we must understand the difference between a personal loan and a mortgage and we must definitely understand how to properly file taxes we should everyone it should be a goal in our lives at some point in our lives that we should all take a tr uh, take a tax course for educational purposes. At least one time in our lives, we all should do that. The second point <clears throat> for what encapsulates wealth is having money work for you. I mentioned it earlier. Again, this concept is elemental and it's straightforward. After, like I said, after we educate ourselves on on on, on what an asset is versus a liability. We know now that a liability is anything that costing us is costing us to waste money and an asset is anything that's making us that's making us money. Therefore, having money work for us is a figure of speech for saying for uh, it's a figure of speech for investing our money in in our assets. And I mentioned earlier, our job in order to create wealth, in order in, um, as people, in order to create wealth, we have to invest our money into our asset column. We have to learn to grow our asset column. We have to learn to grow the things that make us money and cut down on the things that cost us money. <clears throat> the more assets we have, the more money we can potentially make. Because the more assets we have, the more money we make. And the more money we make, the more money we can reinvest into our asset column. So we should invest in things like art. Art that doesn't, doesn't depreciate. Like Jay-Z once said, I bought some artwork for $1 million. A few A few years later, it's worth $8 million. I can't wait to give that art to my children. Now, for many of us, we're not in a place in life where we can invest in artwork. Artwork can be quite expensive. So if you're not there, then look for other ways, like buying property in order to flip it or rent it. They say that... <clears throat> that buying property is the fastest way of making wealth. The fastest way of making wealth is getting into the realty business. So that that would be a perfect way of adding to our asset column. But again, if you're anything like me and you're not in a place where you can, you know, willy-nilly just go and buy apartment buildings or buy property in order to flip it or rent it, then we have to look into other ways of making money, like opening a new business. You know, if we open new businesses, that's a new that that's a, a new way of income that we have. And by op when we open our new business and we're, we start making money, we can reinvest that money that we're making 
back into our business in order to grow our infrastructure or we can even reinvest that money in order to buy more tools to make our our workplace more efficient this can also be a tax uh, a tax write-off uh, we can write that off as a loss for our business but it's a win because we are growing our 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 business we're growing our asset um, all of those rich corporations that report losses of millions and millions of dollars uh, on a yearly basis that's what they do that's what they do you know they um, they 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 don't pay taxes because they report losses at the end of the year but what they do is that they, it's not that they lost any money it's that they spent that money in order to grow their infrastructure grow um, hire more people for their company um, spent more money in order to buy more tools more cars more trucks so on and so on so they spent all that money um, and they call it a loss but in reality it's not a loss all they're doing is growing their infrastructure in order to make more money and that's how they get away with not paying any taxes at the end of the year <clears throat> so the same thing is possible for even small companies you don't have to be uh, you know a huge company like Amazon or, or or Netflix or anything like that in order to you know do this you can be a small mom-and-pop pizza uh, pizza shop and do this at the end of the day you you buy yourself a new you know and a new oven for your pizzas uh, hire new delivery guys so on and so on and at the end of the year you you can report that as a loss but in reality are you doing is reinvesting back into your business we also if if you're not willing to start a new business because you're scared or because you know you have a career you're like a nurse or a doctor or or you know a lawyer and you don't want to leave your job or you feel comfortable with the job that you have right now um and you don't want to go into starting a new business that's totally be under totally understandable many people don't like the idea of starting a new business so you find new ways so if you don't want to if if you don't have enough money to start you know to 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 start your own business or you don't have enough money to buy um to buy property so on and so on then you should save your money and start investing into stocks you know um investing into um stocks like that pay back dividends or, or ETF bonds um, that will give you money back. So for all these things, you have to have a plan. You have to educate yourself and you have to look into it. You're not just going to be throwing money at the at the stock market and think to yourself, oh, yeah, I'm going to make money that way. No, you have to educate yourself. You have to look into it. You have to um, have a plan and they go and they and then go and execute it and go into it. Um, so the third point that we have of what encapsulates encapsulates wealth is having a framework that allows you to increase or to have multiple incomes in cutting down your liabilities. We kind of mentioned it earlier, right? <clears throat> By putting money to work for us, then our money is making money and therefore it affords us the opportunity of of having more money and by having because it's not as obvious as the first three points, but it's a crucial one. Wealthy people are creative and they are they create content for consumption, that content being music, um, TV, 
or even services right if you think about the guys who created uber they came and disrupted uh you know uh, uh, an industry the 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 public trans transport industry like taxis no one thought of that they created a content or 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 a service for consumption for the public um so being a content creator or being a, a service creator uh, um a creative content creator or a creative content or a, a creative service creator is something that rich people do every person that makes it to the top every person that becomes wealthy this is if they didn't inherit it from their parents if they if they didn't come from you know general generational wealth and they made it on their own this is how they did it they did it by making something out of out of nothing they did it by creating content or creating a service the same you know um think about it think about it like this a person who writes a children a children's novel that individual has set themselves for the possibility to create wealth with their content in their book especially if that book becomes a bestseller the bet the same can be said of athletes they're also content creators it may not seem like it but they are um the reason is because they're so effective at their par or particular sport they're so good at that sport that people will pay to watch them compete and that's how they create content they create content by being by playing the sport by and by being so good at creating that content people want to watch them play they want to watch them compete and that's how they sign those extremely huge lucrative contracts <clears throat> the same can be said for small business entrepreneurs if you think about you know like the gas station down down the street um they have a lot of products in that gas station they don't only sell one thing they don't only sell sodas they sell chips cookies tampons um condoms you know even even um, mints, whatever you can think of in 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 a you know in a gas station is there, because the more products that they can sell, the more services they they can provide, the more money that they can that that they can make. So the more creative you are in your services or the content that you make, the more money you are, you know, you're potentially setting yourself up in order to make. Um, the same thing with the moguls like amazon like jeff bezos jeff bezos does not only sell books anymore in in amazon it started off as books right uh, if you if you ever looked into the story of of amazon you you will realize that they started off as a small book company online <laughs> something that seemed preposterous at that time but they started off by selling only books but in in today's time in 2020 Amazon is the go-to place for everything. If you're a diabetic, you can buy your insulin there. If um, if you you know if you're a dog walker, you can buy leashes, you can buy tennis shoes, you can buy computers, you can buy whatever you you know you can imagine that's legal, obviously, in Amazon. So, in order to make money, you have to be creative. You have to be able to create new content or create new services in order to make more money the more creative you are at creating or at creating new content the more money 
you can make. <clears throat> so, so to to um to kind of give you an example, one of the things that always irks me when I think about it, and I just spoke to one of my friends about this. Um, shout out to to my boy Larry out, out there if he's listening. Um, you know, we spoke about like growing up how our parents told us that that playing video games was a waste of time <laughs> and you know our parents discouraged us if you grew up in the early 90s our parents discouraged us from playing video games they told us that that video games are for lazy people and that's that's not a way of of making a living and that's you know that's what losers do essentially and fast forward to 2020 and we have people like ninja right people like ninja that <laughs> that that um they're very good at what they do you know they're creative at, at what they do and this guy plays video games for a living he uploads the videos to either youtube or or twitch um and he makes millions and millions of dollars by doing so you know he, he has a a passive income um specifically by uploading videos because once he posts those videos he's not doing anything else but once he posts those videos online either on twitch or or either on on YouTube or wherever the, whatever platform he posts it on, that video is constantly creating money without him, you know, lifting a finger. So by being a, a creative content creator, um, he's making not only active but also passive income. So, in order to make money, you have to be a creative content a, a creative content creator. That's a a lot of words i'm kind of fumbling them but you get my drift you have to be able to creatively create things that people not only would want to consume but also use so to summarize the definition of wealth the definition of wealth can be broken down into four points wealth is becoming financially educated right after we become financially educated then we we now um will have money work for us that's number two uh have um making money work for us and after we were making money work for us, then we have the we can afford the opportunity of buying new assets and adding to our asset asset column. And which brings us to point number three, which is um, having a framework that allows us to increase um, to, to increase our asset column and to have multiple incomes and cutting down our liabilities, cutting down those things that cost us money. And number four, last but not least, is being a creative content creator those who are creative content creators or creative service creators are wealthy people now that we have answered the question of what is wealth then we have to answer the question of how we can become wealthy and this is simple and there's only two points that matter at least in my opinion there are infinite ways of becoming wealthy as long as you are a creative content content creator there is an infinite ways you can walk dogs for a living and as long as you do it creatively you can you can make a lot of money right therefore there are only two things that matter in, in our approach and the first thing is not blaming others for our economic situation and the second is not to be afraid learning not to be afraid if we make a habit of taking responsibility for the things that we can control even if those obstacles have been put there by a system that does not have the best interest in our well-being, we can change our predicament 
if we choose to do so. By taking responsibility of the things that we can control and letting go of the things that we cannot control puts us in a place where we understand that we can't change others. And the only person we can effectively change is, our, is ourselves. Um, so not blaming others is the first step of, of becoming wealthy. And the last point that I have here is that not being afraid, last but not least, is not being afraid. If we trust our instincts and better in ourselves, we would accomplish, we were, sorry about that. We, if we trust our instincts and better in ourselves, we would accomplish so much more. The problem is that we care so much about other people's opinions and that stifles us from, ha from progressing forward. Most success stories begin with the naysayers and the haters, people who live their lives controlled by fear. Therefore, they pass on their own insecurities onto others, killing the spark of creativity. This reminds me of Gazi Garcia, otherwise known as Lil Pump. <laughs> the reason I bring the Harvard dropout, and I ask Harvard with an E, <laughs> is because he has one of the most annoying yet incredibly catchy songs of all time called Gucci Gang. Many of you have heard it. And if you have not heard it, I recommend it. If you have ever heard this song, you know that you know that once you hear it, then it will be playing in your head over and over and over again, even if you don't want it to. In my opinion, this song is straight up trash. And it has it, it has. The reason I say that it's, it's straight up trash is because it has no substance in the lyrics. It, it doesn't say anything. It's very repeat. It repeats itself over and over again. And all it has is that catchy hook. But nonetheless, even though I think that the song is trash, I'm a fan of the song. And it's not because of the lyrical content, but for what it represents. This song is a perfect representation of having no fear. Lil Pump is no stranger to criticism. You know, Lil Pump has been criticized by the hip hop community over and over and over again. But nonetheless, he didn't let anyone deter him from his vision. If Gazi Garcia would have listened to me or others who criticize the song as trash, he would have never released the song. And if he would never have released the song, he wouldn't he would never have enjoyed the platinum. And I say that again, the platinum certification the song received from its fans. If Lil Pump would have listened to the naysayers like myself, who did not share the vision and confidence in himself, then he would not be a platinum selling recording artist. I hope you have enjoyed yourself. Be sure to click that bell for more notifications and like our videos if you're feeling the content. I encourage you to subscribe to our channel if you're watching the LBR podcast on YouTube. Comment on the video down below and share your opinion on the subject. Most importantly, I want to bring to your attention that the LBR podcast can be found on Spotify for all Android phones or devices. Also, the LBR podcast can be found on Apple Podcasts for all iPhones, 
or Apple devices. Make sure to share the LBR podcast on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Once again, I welcome you to our community of future thinkers. Just remember, everything that can be perceived as negative or a pressure or obstacle or challenge is all an opportunity for us to personally rise and grow as individuals. Until next time. Go crazy!